0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, August 9th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, the equally great people at CBS Sports 1430. Hey, I don't work there anymore, but on September 9th, Pat McAfee will. He'll be broadcasting on that radio station locally in Indianapolis as part of the network of stations that carry his show from 10 to noon around the country, and we're looking forward to that. Old habits die hard. CBS Sports 1430. All right. 1070 the fan last night. Hank one FM. They had the Colts game and the Colts lost. They sat a bunch of starters. We knew that Andrew Luck wasn't going to play. T.Y. Hilton didn't play. Marlon Mack didn't play. Darius Leonard. Kenny Moore. Lots of guys. Anthony Costanzo didn't play. As a result, the Colts weren't very good. That's okay. You know what? It doesn't matter. What was the Colts' preseason record last year? I don't know. You don't know. And we don't care. They went 10-6 and 6 and went to the playoffs. They started 1-5. Even at that point, you're like, well, there's still a chance. And there was. And they got to the playoffs and they won a playoff game and it was fine. One thing we saw last night. Philip Walker cannot play football in the NFL. That's one thing we saw definitively last night. Rick Venturi said it during the broadcast, and he was very nice about it, but he said he's got two problems. He's got problems with accuracy. He's got problems with vision inside. X, X. You can't play football in the NFL. You can't play quarterback if you have those two limitations. Chad Kelly did not show those limitations. When Chad Kelly got on the field, and granted, it was against the threes and the fours, but when he got on the field... He was really productive. He was quite good last night. He was the leading rusher for the Colts because of that 33-yard touchdown run on that read option. And then he was really kind of accurate. He was 13 of 18, uh, 13 of 19 for 121 yards. Reese Fountain, he was good. He looked like a guy who belongs on the roster. Dean Cain looked like a guy who belongs on the roster. Krishan Hogan, another guy you got to figure out who your wide receivers are going to be because you've got T.Y. Hilton, Devin Funches, Paris Campbell, Chester Rogers. Rick kind of went over this. And of the other guys, you got to pick one or two. You've got Reese Fountain. You've got Deion Kane. You've got uh, you got Johnson. you got Hogan. you got some guys who can play. So that's a position group I told you to watch yesterday, and I was right. And then on the other side, you know what, linebackers, you saw a lot of Bobby Okariki and you saw a lot of E.J. Speed last night. He played almost the entire game, E.J. Speed did. The defense, they had some holes. They had some guys that made big plays, but then allowed big plays. Carol Phillips, one of those guys. Two sacks, uh, he was terrific on those two plays. Other plays, not so terrific. What the Colts are most concerned about, not who's making the plays, but who's allowing the plays, all right, on both sides of the ball? Who's making the mistakes? Who's making the metal mistakes that are going to cost this team once you get to the regular season? You have to mitigate those mistakes either through improvement or from adios, goodbye. There are a lot of guys who are going to be cut before that first regular season game, which is going to be played a month from yesterday in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Uh, Other good stuff? You know, what'd you see? You saw nothing from the running game other than uh, that that scamper by Chad Kelly. Uh, The defense, uh, two fumbles, three sacks. That's pretty good. That's all right. So there was some good, there was some bad, but none of it makes any damn difference. And please, for the love of God, can we get the NFL to call off the dogs on instant replay in the preseason? What the hell is the point of instant replay in the preseason? Why are we sitting for a minute and a half as Jerome Boger tries to figure out whether something was pass interference or whether it wasn't, and then he gets the call wrong because the defender had his hands all over the shoulders of the receiver of Reese Fountain. What the hell is that? If you're going to have replay, at least get the damn call right. What's the matter with you people? So the Colts, they're 0-1 on the preseason. Again, it doesn't matter, but I told you, I told you if you're going to bet, You bet the Buffalo Bills because a home team in the preseason, especially week one, you got a pretty good chance of that cover. The Colts were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Why? I don't know. I guess that's the middle of the money, right? Anyway, the the Buffalo Bills covered, and you know what? Betting the over-under in the preseason is insane. And uh, you saw why last night. It looked like a, a pretty good, you had a pretty good opportunity to cover uh, until late in the game when there were, uh, there were a couple of scores. And you, you know what? You, you wound up crying in your cereal, your late-night cereal, if you bet the under last night. The over wound up being the cover play. Uh, next week, the Browns at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Colts. That's going to be fun. Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock. Cannot wait. Two joint practices between the Colts and the Browns next week. Those practices uh, will be next Wednesday and Thursday and those are going to be a lot of fun. If you go out to no other practice at Grand Park, go to those two. got to get tickets. you got to print them out or, or have them on your smartphone. So get tickets. They don't cost anything, but you got to be ticketed because they don't want overflow crowds and people to be uncomfortable and all that stuff. If you go out The Colts, they want you to have a good time, and a certain level of crowd at Grand Park is a good time. More than that, not such a great time. Uh, Big day for Anthony Leal of Bloomington South High School. He's going to commit to either Indiana or Stanford. The guys at 27 Sports, who are pretty damn good at these things, they all predict, seven for seven, predict that Leal is going to wind up at Indiana University. That includes Brian Snow. When Brian Snow says it, I pay attention. He is 22 for 22 in his crystal ball predictions as to where kids are going to go. He predicts Leal is going to go to Indiana University. You know what? Stanford is a wonderful place. And if he picks Stanford, you know what? What the hell? What are you going to do? You know, Um, but Stanford's a unique place. I mean, from an academic perspective, there is one Stanford. And from an athletic perspective, there's kind of one Stanford. But what it is is really, really far away from a kid who's a hometown kid. Stanford is way to hell out in Palo Alto, California. And uh, while his education is really important, he ought to be able to check some boxes at Indiana University educationally. Seven for seven, say Indiana on 24-7 sports. I listen to those guys. Uh, I'm going to predict Indiana as well. It just feels like Indiana, doesn't it? He's a Bloomington South kid. He's going to be following in the footsteps of Jordan Hulls. All of that stuff we'll see. Hey, look at that. Melissa fisher Cotner's watching. How you doing, Melissa? Good to see you this morning. The Cubs, they won 12-5 over the loathsome and the awful uh, Cincinnati Reds. The Reds just, wet. what are they doing? Look, and the crowd in Cincinnati, what are you doing? A beautiful night last night. There might have been a little bit of rain, but a lot of empty seats at Great American Ballpark on a Thursday night against the Chicago Cubs. Where are you at, Chicago? Let's go. Let's get down to Cincinnati, watch some of these games take over Great American Ballpark and drive the Brenneman's nuts. That's the best part. That's worth the hour and a half drive from Indianapolis down to Cincinnati, is that you drive Tom and Marty Brenneman absolutely crazy by showing up and spending Chicago money in Cincinnati. Anyway, Cubs win 12-5. to Both starting pitchers were terrible. Wood... Three innings, uh, five runs. Hamels, three innings, five runs. uh, Both absolutely uh, borderline incompetent. But the bullpen for the Cubs was pretty good because of Tyler Chatwood. He went three innings and really locked down the Cincinnati Reds as the Cubs. They built that lead, and they held on to that lead. Last night, Castellanos with two bombs, uh, Ian Happ, a couple of RBIs, uh, and a home run. Nice game, Jonathan Lucroy caught his first game for the Chicago Cubs. He had a couple of RBIs. A laugher last night. Good for the Cubs, who now have a uh, they got a nice lead in the American League Center or the National no, American League in the National League Central uh, game time. To, they're three and a half up on the Brewers, four up on the Cardinals. Game two tonight, seven ten in Cincinnati. Tonight, uh, actually, uh, last night, the thirty-first anniversary of the Cubs playing their first night game at Wrigley Field. Here is my, uh, oh, it's backwards because the, um, the, I'm shooting front ways with the camera. But that's that's my uh, stub from that night. And what I remember from that night, I remember the Cubs won 6-4. to four. Uh, Frank DiPino got the win. Rich Gossage, Goose Gossage, he got the save. Uh, I remember Dawson had a nice night with a couple RBIs. And I remember sitting in row 10 of the box seats with the great Len Totlin and the great Paulie Balls yelling at Gary Carter because Gary Carter was stuck on 299 home runs back to May 16th. Couldn't get his 300, And I was riding his ass the entire game. And this was the second time I'd done it. In June, we'd gone to another game, sat in the same seats and killing him over not being able to hit that 300th home run and uh, so that there was that night in June, I think it was ju- June or early July, and then this second time, and we've had a couple of beers, and I'm screaming, 300 Gary! 300 Yimpen and Clown! And uh, so um, obviously they never look. They never pay attention. They don't want to give you the satisfaction, right? But uh, I leaned over, and one of my few moments of empathy when I was in my 20s and, uh, like, touched the lady in front of us on her shoulder. She was kind of an elderly lady, and I said, I'm very sorry. But I tend to get a little bit loud at these games, so please accept my apology in advance. And the lady turns around and goes, yeah, I remember you. Nice. That's what I get for being empathetic and being nice and considerate, isn't it? Uh, The Fever, they were nice and considerate last night as they played Washington and the uh, the Mystics they win because they went on a uh, went on a run in the third quarter. They outscored the Fever twenty nine fifteen in the third quarter. So they win ninety one seventy eight. The Fever eight and eighteen on a year. ay yeah 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 yeah. Well, they're going to get another top draft pick, right? So y- you've got Mitchell who was good last night, had eighteen or nineteen points. Um, you you've got the uh, the aircraft carrier that they picked up in the draft last year. And this year you're going to get probably another top three pick because the, the fever just aren't very good at this point. So hopefully they get this thing settled down and, and figured out and they start winning basketball games because when the fever don't play well, nobody really cares about the fever. and And that's just how it is when you're within the first, you know, 30 years of a franchise. It's generational, the fandom. And if you're not really good, fans, what are they going to do? They kind of lose interest. Although, man, I'll tell you what, there are very few fan bases that are as loyal as those with the Indiana Fever. Saturday night, the uh, the Fever play their breast health awareness game against uh, Atlanta. I'm not going to pretend to know what the hell they are, the Atlanta something or others. But that's going to be down at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So get down there, wear pink, be a part of the uh, of the fun, and be a part of, of uh, understanding, I guess, and, and being impacted by the fever and their messaging uh, as far as breast health awareness. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? We're cracking out the Hawaiian shirts. Where have I been with the Hawaiian shirts the last few weeks? Great question. Well, they're back. Uh, Sean Ritchie. Happy birthday, Fred Weintraub. Kelly Aarons, happy birthday, Johnny Carroll. Cassie Krukeberg, happy birthday, Mark Kraft. Sweet Swing and Billy Mueller celebrating a birthday. I'm telling you, nobody barreled up better at Indiana University until Kyle Schwarber got there than Sweet Swing and Billy Mueller. Angelique Collins, happy birthday. Vicki Parsons, he played at Indiana. Billy Mueller, terrific guy. David Ackerman, Christopher Gentry, the great John Ashworth, head basketball coach at Decatur Central High School. Happy birthday to John, the great Dan Osborne, celebrating a birthday in Tony Novia. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports, nothing but sports. Harry's going to ask me questions about the Indianapolis Colts. Look, I'm not concerned about the Colts. Colts are going to be fine. Look, you got to care about things, and you tweet about what you care about, right? I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna soft soap it during a preseason game and say, oh, who cares? As I invest three hours of my life watching the damn thing, what the hell sense does that make? The fish, they're enraptured; they could not be happier with today's performance. I spoke almost complete, uh, almost all complete sentences. That's pretty good for me. Um, I give myself today. On a Friday, an A plus. How about that? Hey, Wolfie's at guys tonight. I don't know what the band is, but that back deck opens up at six o'clock. I plan on being there. I hope to see you. We'll talk to you tonight. Uh, today, three o'clock. Sports, nothing but sports. I think that speaks for itself. Step into the world of power loyalty